Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. So we're going to come around the, the word this morning, and, and um, yeah, we're going to be, going to be celebrating, um, you know, pillars this month, and, and um, but before that, I know that Pastor Benaiah shares like a, a, a joke, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to share a joke. Um, because, because I, like my jokes will be too good and I don't want Pastor Benaiah to kind of feel bad when he uh, comes here. Um, but I'm going to share, I'm going to share a story. Some of you guys have already heard this story. I've shared it in a, com- a couple of uh, um, different kind of contexts. But this is a, this is a story. Um, and because um, my wife, Karen, and um, we've just had a, a baby a bit over four and a half months ago now, a little baby winter. Um, so I've got three, we've got three beautiful girls, um, Adelaide, Zoe, and uh, Winter. And so we're, we're enjoying uh, that season of life, but um, for the for the parents here, you know that there's being a parent. There's sometimes uh, some funny moments that happen that occur. Um, I don't know if you saw the other day. I'll share this one quickly. The other day, um, uh, Zoe, our middle daughter, said to uh, to myself, "Daddy, um, you're my slave," <laughs> and I said, uh, "Zoe, I'm not your slave." And she goes, "No, you is my butler." I, I could not argue with that. I could not get upset at that. I just, fair enough. What can I do for you? What can I do for you, uh, Miss Zoe? But here's another story about parent life. Karen sent this when I was in a meeting the other week. It says, how's this for mum life? I just finished feeding winter and was quickly trying to get the girls dinner ready before winter got cranky while I was in the kitchen. And we all, as parents and as mums, you probably know that feeling of multiple kids and trying to, um, while, you know, dad's out, just doing what we do, just um, in meetings and things. And and Zoe tried to kiss Winter on her mat in the lounge room, um, who spewed at the same time into Zoe's mouth, which then made Zoe gag and spew all over the floor. Um, And so Karen goes, I could not stop laughing. Uh, Poor, poor Zoe. But then she goes, all sorted now, the girls are eating their dinner happily. But... Parent life, everyone knows that. They probably have your own funny story. So I just thought I'd just share that because it made me laugh when I was in the, the meeting at the same time. Okay, serious now. Um, I'm just going to pray and then we'll get into this word this morning. So Father, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for that beautiful time of worship. Lord, we just take this moment right now just to breathe you in. Lord, we don't want to just rush through today's service just to get to to lunch or to what we've got planned this afternoon. But Lord, we want to um, to take out of this moment all that we can, all that we can. May our hearts be open. May our hearts be open. May you speak to us. May you speak through me. May not be my words, but maybe you speaking through me. Lord, may we be encouraged. May we be challenge may we be um, may you speak life and vision into our hearts this morning holy spirit come and have your way in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen just got a couple of questions here because since we're talking about pillars who put your hand up here if you have been a part of our church for 30 plus years 30 plus years 
Well, yes, same. Um, Jess too, yeah, yeah. You just didn't you just turn thirty, didn't you? Yeah. Kid life, living, growing up in church. There's there's a few people here that have been in this church for many years, and I just want to honour you guys uh, for being faithful and sticking around and 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 being a massive blessing to our church. And I know that you know, particularly you know, um, uh, Mary and Nadia, you've you've been here longer than me. I've I've been here. 38 years, but that's because I was born pretty much into this church. Um, but they've seen myself and Pastor Benoit and, and, and Jess and, other, and, and Benny and other um, kids here uh, seen us from little newborns to, to um, well, older, adult. I'm not, um, but, so I just want to thank you and honour you guys for, for being uh, pillars in our house, for serving, for being a blessing, to being encouraging. I know that you've been an encouragement to, to myself. And so just thank you uh, guys for, for being a part of our beautiful church family. Um, spiritual pillars I'm speaking on this morning. Um, and in Revelation 3 uh, verse 12, it says, The one who is victorious, I'll make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I'll write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I'll also write on them my new name. I love that scripture. The one who is victorious, I'll make a pillar in the temple of my God. And this morning, you know, that's talking about in, you know, being spiritual pillars and being made a pillar, um, you know, in, in, in heaven. But right here, right now, we've got what this morning I'm talking about being pillars in the house of God here, where we are planted right now, or wherever God will take you in the future. My heart is that this morning that you would desire to become a pillar in the house of God. As I said, whether it's here or wherever God leads you. And what, what is a pillar? A pillar is a, a tall vertical structure of stone, wood or metal used as a support for a, a building or as an ornament or monument. And I love that pillars are supports for a building. Pillars in the house of God are people who support, who keep things held up. What they do is they add strength and beauty they support heavy loads above them, so they've, they help carry those around them. Um, pillars sit under beams or arches on walls um, of ceilings which are rest. Um, basically, they keep the structure standing upright. And that's what pillars do in the house of God. Spiritual pillars in the house of God keep things standing. They keep those standing. They, they, they add strength and beauty to those around. I love that thought, that pillars, spiritual pillars add strength and beauty to those around them. Do you add strength and beauty to those around you? Do you add strength and beauty to those around you? So what does that mean for us this morning? As I just said, do you add strength to those around you? Do you add beauty to those around you? Do you support those around you. Now, not everyone will choose to be a pillar, but we all have the opportunity to become a pillar in the house of God, to be people who hold up, strengthen, add beauty to those around us. And so this morning, I'm going to speak about characteristics of a pillar, characteristics of those who are pillars in the house of God, or if you desire to be this morning, what 
I think some of the characteristics that you can choose to add to your life that you would continue to live that out each and every day so that you would be a blessing to those around you. Now, I, I, I think about, um, you know, pillars in, in, in my life, family uh, members, and I was thinking about it this week because uh, when we originally thought about this theme, we are talking about celebrating uh, grandparents and, and that as well. And, and, and so this morning, you know, some of you here may feel like, some will feel like spiritual parents and some may feel like spiritual grandparents. And I think about my, one of my grandparents, my, my grandmother, um, she lives at, at, at Colborough and she's a, she's a pillar in my life. She always, every now and then she'll send me a message and, and say, just praying for you and your family, believing for God to bless you and to, um, and for some, some of you here know uh, my grandmother, but I mean, she's about this tall, literally, like, like really, she's not tall at all. And like, it, like it, I feel tall around her and, and that's, um, that's nothing to boast about. Uh, <laughs> but she's someone in, in my life that, that is a, that, that not only is she my grandmother, but she's actually like, she's a spiritual grandmother. She'll always, whenever we go and see her, she's always speaking life and speaking, you know, uh, she will actually, sometimes she'll listen to our um, podcast or if she sees that I've preached, she'll go and listen to that as well and, and, um, and, um, and encourage me. But are you someone that, you know, sends people messages saying, hey, I'm just praying for you. I, I don't know where I'd be, even, even leading up to today, there, there are people in, in, in our life that just, um, that have over the years prayed for us, over the years that have encouraged us. And I want to thank those people that have done that. Because I, I, you know, where I am today, I, I'm thankful because I believe that God placed in your heart to pray for myself, to pray for my, um, to uh, Karen and our family and to pray for our senior pastors. And so whenever you have that feeling, do that, pray. That's what pillars do. When they, when they sense something and they feel that they need to pray for someone, they'll pray. So don't underestimate the power of prayer. And so I'll plug Kathy in the prayer meeting once again tomorrow morning. Come along to that because we need people who are powerful prayers, who love to pray. So the first characteristic, uh, characteristic that I want to speak of this morning is heart, having a heart after God. King David had a heart after God. Spiritual pillars are those that have a heart after God. How's your heart going this morning? Do you have a heart after Him? In 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 14, it says, But now your kingdom... Uh, will not endure, that's um, you know, speaking to, to Saul right there, the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. He was speaking about David, a sort of man out after his own heart. King David had a heart after God. When you see also earlier on in that scripture that when, um, when he was being chosen out of all his brothers, as impressive as they were, that's why I love that story because the first son was like this tall, impressive um, person and then you know so didn't say that David was um, tall it went through all these you know impressive sons and they got to David and go no 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 this is the guy he's got a heart after me makes me feel encouraged because God's not interested in tall people I mean he is but just not tall people he's interested in anyone so if God uh, I'm I'm thankful that you know God looks at the heart not at our uh, not at my appearance or my height but um, did you know that Karen was actually um, 
stirring me up this week about my height. <laughs> I'm a bit... I can't remember what it was, but she goes, but yeah, but you're short. Something basically, so... She's actually taller than me uh, by a little bit. I just say a little bit because it makes me feel better that it's not too, too much. Um, I'm just, just trying to make the Curtis generation, the Curtis gene over the years get taller. So um, had to marry someone a little bit taller. Um, that wasn't the only reason I married you. <laughs> well, let's move on. Um, characteristic number two, spiritual pillars carry a different spirit. There's something different about them. There's something different about them. Is there something different about you or are you the same as everyone else? Or is there something else that's, that you sense when you are with that person? Is there something else different about them? In Numbers 14 verse 24, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. When you read that story and, uh, and when Moses sent out uh, Caleb and Joshua and the other spies, the other 10 spies, they were scared of what was in the promised land. But Caleb and Joshua, they saw the promise. They saw beyond what was in front of them. They had a different spirit. They carried something different about them. They had something different about them. Do you have something different about you? Or when you see what's in front of you, do you shrink back? Are you fearful or are you afraid? Or can you believe the promises of God? Can you believe what God has spoken or what you sense in your spirit? Do you carry a different spirit? And I encourage you to find those people who carry a different spirit. Get around them. Get around them. If, you don't, if you're unsure, if you carry a different spirit, because it's good to have, I love that it was Caleb and Joshua. They both went into the promised land. Out of all those people in, in, the, um, in, in the tribe in, in Israel, they were the only two and the next generation that went into the promised land. None of those other spies went in. Caleb and Joshua, they carried something different. If you carry a different spirit, it'll take you into the next phase. It'll take you into the, to what God has for you next. Amen? Number three... They believe God. Spiritual pillars believe God. How's your believing going? Do you believe what God says? Do you believe what God says over your life? What He's speaking over your life? Do you believe the promises that He's spoken? Or do you doubt? Abraham believed. In Romans 4, verse 21 and 22, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham believed what God said. He believed. There's a couple of amazing things in Abraham's life that I think about. Firstly, God spoke to Abraham and said, you're going to inherit a land, a promised land. I want you to leave your family and I want you to go and journey. So he just packed up his whole family and went. That's incredible faith right there, to believe God. And then secondly, when told to, uh, to sacrifice his, his son, he was going to do it. And God stopped it at the end but because he believed that God would bring back to life his son. Do we have that kind of belief this morning? That even when God says to lay something down, that you go, well, if God has spoken it and he's told me to lay something down, that, well, then I believe that God's going to bring it to pass because he's a faithful God. Amen. Do you believe God? Do you believe that he loves you? 
let's start it right at, at the basics. Do you believe that God loves you? Do you believe that you are his child? Do you believe that he has a plan and a purpose for your life? If we don't believe those things, we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle. And if you're here this morning and you don't believe that God loves you, and you don't believe that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, well, my prayer is that this morning that through this and in our time at the end, when we'll get back into worship at the end, that God would, would speak to you, would encourage you, would pour out his love upon you, that you would encounter his love like never before, that he would speak um, that plan and purpose for you like you've never felt before. There are times, there are times in my life where I've, where I've been in, in, in powerful times of worship where I've just enjoying God's presence and then all of a sudden I just have this overwhelming sense of a purpose in my life. And I, can, and I, can, and I felt God speak to me about what he's called me to do and how much that kind of that 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 strengthened me how that kind of lifted me up and and made me where I may have felt discouraged where it lifted me up and I'm like that's right that's right God has a purpose for me God has a purpose for each and every single one of you here and you know what the, the challenging thing is this is what I found for me is that when God speaks it over your life, we then think about it, what that would look. And we can only have a, a, a kind of a, an earthly perspective of what, um, or imagine what God would do with that purpose. But He has a plan and a purpose. And things may not happen in our timing or in the way that we think that it would happen or would like to see it happen. Often there are a whole lot of things that we go through, but God is a faithful God and He will bring you um, to, um, to pass that which He's spoken over your life. Amen. So just hold on. And that's why it's so important to, to do community, to do life together. That's why connects is so important. Because when you're struggling, you can, you can call up that person or you can text that person and say, hey, I just need some prayer. I'm struggling at the moment. Or when you see them, you know, face to face, you know, you know, the, the Aussie culture is, how are you going? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. Yeah, all right. But deep down, we're probably not doing all right. Let's get away from that culture. Let's, I mean, not going, you know, how you doing? Oh, well, since you asked. Um, let's learn to do it right. You know, that not every, every single time that, it, that someone's asked you something that you then pour out all the, all the hard things that you're going through. No, choose people wisely. Choose people wisely. And you can learn what to share and what not to share with people. You know, you can be honest. Just if you're not doing well, yeah, I'm not doing well at the moment, but I'm holding on to God. But with those close people that in your world that you trust, you can then open up and those people will sit with you and pray with you and take and, 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 and go on that journey with you through life's ups and downs. Because man, we can go through some crazy ups and downs. One moment we can be feeling like everything's going well and the next minute you can feel like, God, what are you doing? But God is love. God is faithful. Amen. Cool. Next characteristic, obedient. And I kind of spoke a little bit about this before. Abraham, once again, he was obedient. 
It says in Genesis 22, it says, The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities and their enemies and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Spiritual pillars are obedient. How are we going with our obedience to God this morning? How are we going with our obedience? How are we going trusting what God has said and going, you know what, God, I'm going to obey you even when I don't understand, even when I don't understand, even when it seems like if I, if I do this, but then, but this could be over here and, and it, this could be really good. Like, for example, you know, I suppose this is probably um, one that a lot of people can kind of um, uh, you know, with praying for a job and you might have a couple of job opportunities and there's one over here that says, you know, you'll get paid this amount and you're like, ooh, that's good. That's good. I'm believing for that. And there might be this other one that doesn't pay as much and then God, and, you, and you're spending time with God and you're going, God, which one do you want me to take? Which one do you want me to take? And, 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 you, and sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, God will go, yeah, this one. But sometimes it's like uh, the one that doesn't pay as much. And you're like, but uh, can we be obedient? I remember even after finishing um, high school many years ago now, many, many years ago now, did you know last year was like 20 years since I finished high school? That's crazy. That's crazy. Feel old. But I remember just after finishing high school and I was, you know, I had some really good friends. But as when people finish high school, like they start to go, you know, go out to, um, where was it back then? Legends. <laughs> posties or whatever it is and then they would go hey you want to come out and I I was going to go out and but I just felt this conviction of like no that's not me that's not me and I was like no not going to do it and I just felt in that moment that I'm going to still love my friends but I'm not going to go and hang out and go out where they go out each weekend so I had this choice do I go out and spend time with my with those friends or do I be obedient to what God had, had you know had asked for me and so I chose the obedience path, thankfully, thankfully. And so I just think, you know, there are many things that God will um, do and say, and, and sometimes, you know, it'll cause us to think, what should I do in this moment? And I encourage obedience, obedience, obedience. And sometimes obedience sounds like this, this, um, this, this hard word that's going to, you know, that everything's going to be um, really bad and hard or whatever. But I tell you what, in obedience, there's so much freedom in God. There's so much life. There's actually so much more than what you could ever hope or imagine than what you thought in the other, um, on the other side of the fence. Choose obedience. Choose obedience. That's what spiritual pillars do. Uh, next uh, point Spiritual pillars wrestle with God, wrestle with God. And Jacob in Genesis chapter 32, verse 24 to 28, it says, So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched. And as he wrestled with the man, then that man said, let me go for his daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then uh, the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. 
There are things in our lives that we're called to wrestle with and to overcome. And just like Jacob walked away with a limp, sometimes when you, when you wrestle with God, you'll walk away with a limp, with something different about you because you have overcome. And spiritual pillars are people that have wrestled with God. They've gone through many tests and trials, but they overcome. They overcome, just like our first scripture, to those who are overcome or to those who are victorious, they'll be made pillars in the house of God. Spiritual pillars overcome and they overcome through wrestling, overcome through wrestling. And I encourage you to, you know, not just hear these scriptures today, but actually go back to these stories because each of these stories are they're so powerful and they're so unique. And they're, I love the Old Testament. I love the Old, uh, the Old Testament very much. Like it's, uh, I love those old stories and it's so crazy. And I mean, we live in a completely different world now, um, but the Old Testament stories and you, you, you see that Jacob wrestling, wrestling till daybreak. Man, I, like I, I come home from work and, and my girls go, dad, let's, let's fight, let's wrestle. And, and after like 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, Okay, that's not, I'm, I'm tired now. And, but Jacob wrestled till daybreak. That's, uh, that's some insane uh, fitness uh, right there. Uh, we can all aspire to be that fit. Amen, Mark Maharab. Yeah. And, and Josh Poulton. There we go. Had to get you in there too, Josh. Okay, next point. Uh, spiritual pillars walk with God. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but spiritual pillars walk with God. But I love the story of Enoch, even though it's this you know, short little passage in, in, in the scriptures. In Genesis 5, verse 21 to 24, it said, When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. Wow, 65 years old and becoming a dad. Um, crazy. Um, after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God for 300 years. Awesome, 300 years, that's crazy. And had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. I love those stories. But it says he walked with God. Spiritual pillars walk with God. Do you faithfully walk with God? And sometimes I know that when things get tough, it's, it's not that you don't walk, but that we don't walk away from God, but we can kind of allow things to get to us that we kind of just turn away a little bit. And then you, that reminder of, no, I need to come back to God because that's the place that I need to be. That's the place where, I, where I'm restored, where, where God breathes his life in me once again. But spiritual pillars walk with God and you can sense that they walk with God. Pastor Benaiah speaks about this, you know, and he's spoken about this a couple of times. You know, can you, can you sense the, the, the hand of God on people's lives? Because when you do so, when you sense that there's something different about someone, they're the people that walk with God. Now you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. I'm far from it. I know that's a shock, but I am far from it. You don't need to be perfect. You just need to walk with God. Just need to walk with God humbly, in obedience, just continually coming back to Him, coming back to the Father, getting on your knees. When was the last time that you were on your knees just, just worshipping God, just surrendering all to Him? 
When was the last time? When was the last time that you were, you know, in, in worship, crying out to God that you just want more of Him? Spiritual pillars walk with God. This next point, I love this. Spiritual pillars sit at the feet of Jesus. Sit at the feet of Jesus. And I feel like that every time I preach, I always say this story, but it's, uh, I feel it's like such a significant story and it speaks to me. But um, Luke chapter 10, verse 38, 42, Mary and Martha. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. It will not be taken away from her. Martha was so concerned with all the doing and all, you know, getting fussy and, and doing all this stuff. And she was getting upset at Mary because she chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. And, and think about that for your own life. Have you been frustrated at other people because they're just, you know, you see them just sitting at the feet of Jesus or just spending time with God? And like, but you, why don't you do this? Or why don't you? And because you're so um, fussy about everything else. Choose what is better. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Spiritual pillars sit at the feet of Jesus regularly, consistently. I love that, you know, because in, in, and as parents, you, you, you know this. And um, I remember my mom talking about, uh, I can't remember who it was, one of, um, uh, a lady many years ago now. I, I can't remember whether um, it was uh, Ruth Ward Heflin that was um, when she had kids. It's a, a, um, a lady that was, uh, I think she was a prophetess, and she would, um, I can't remember how many years ago, Bronwyn, do you remember, have you heard, was it in like the 60s or somewhere around there, 60s, 70s, um, but when she had kids and that as well, I, th- I think this is her, I may be wrong, but I hope not, but she had, when, you know, in different seasons of life, you know, she would spend time with God, but then had kids. And we know that sometimes trying to do all that and, you know, juggle everything and then, you know, trying to get, you know, whether, whether it's, you know, cleaning the house, whether you're at home um, and, and then having kids. But when she put her tea towel over her head, her children knew that mum was spending time with Jesus. That no matter what you're going through or no matter what season you're in, you can always prioritise spending time with Jesus. Spiritual pillars sit at Jesus' feet. You know, even in a busy life, we can never become, never, don't become too busy that you don't sit at the feet of Jesus. If you don't sit at the feet of Jesus, we, we, you start to, I know that for me, start to go a little bit, you know, yeah. You know, get a little bit, I get a little bit more agitated. I get a little bit more like, you know, frustrated or, or whatever. And then when I sit at the feet of Jesus, I'm like, oh, that's right. Why didn't I do this before? Sit at the feet of Jesus. And we're going we're gonna to do that a little bit after, after, this, um, after the word. We're going to have a little bit more time of worship where you can just sit at the feet of Jesus. Uh, next uh, point, spiritual pillars are passionate worshippers. I had to get worshippers in there because I love, I love to worship God. I had to get that in there. But I love King David. King David in 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 14 to 16 and then 20 to 22 says, Wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might, while he and all, the, all of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts 
and the sound of trumpets as the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David. Uh, Michael, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And then in verse 20, And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. When David returned home to bless his household, Michael, daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said, How the king of Israel has distinguished himself uh, today, going around half naked in full view of the slave girls of his servants, as any vulgar fellow would. David said to Michael, It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from this house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I'll celebrate before the Lord. I'll become even more undignified than this, and I'll be humiliated in my own eyes. But by these slave girls you spoke about, I'll be held in honor. It's pretty savage, hey, what he just, how he spoke back. Um, but I love. I'll become even more undignified with this. He danced with the Lord before the Lord with all his might. He worshipped with all that is within him. How are you going with your worship this morning is, are you worshipping God with all your might, with everything that is within you? Or when was the last time you've done that? My encouragement is, hey, let's do it daily. Let's worship God daily. Let's worship before him with everything that we have daily that we would not care how we looked or how we sounded, but we would just be more concerned with just worshipping God. That we would worship Him and not care about anyone else. You know, that when we, my heart, and I know that our, our, our pastor's heart see that when it comes to worship here on a, on a Sunday. Firstly, our worship here is always a reflection of our home time, our time when we worship Him in our own moments. So I encourage you, hey, let's worship at home because when we all come together, it's just going to be, I can't wait to, to see what God continues to do in the life of our church because what I see in my heart is, is people just dancing, singing with, uh, before God with all our hearts, with everything that we have, amen? That we would not be concerned with what the person thinks about us next to us, that we would just be, that we would worship with everything. I remember years ago that we had this um, um, eld- elderly lady that would dance with flags um, back in the day when we had flags. And, um, and I remember Pastor James was, was uh, just in worship because I, I was up here we're, we're leading worship and um, she was just twirling the flags around um, and hit Pastor James in the face um, with the flag. It was like, but in that moment, she was just dancing before the Lord with everything that she had, she just loved to worship God. Yeah, it's different. Everyone has different ways that they love to worship God. But I encourage you to worship God with everything that you have because that's what spiritual pillars do. The next point, spiritual pillars are courageous. Spiritual pillars are courageous. This is uh, King David once again, or before he was king, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 to 47. We're doing, all good. We're doing good this morning? We're all right? In 1 Samuel 17, uh, 45 to 47, David said to the Philistine, to, to Goliath, you come against me with, a, with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Love this story. This very day, I'll give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's and he'll give all of you into our hands. I love that. David was courageous. I love those, um, that imagery because I love watching those kind of movies um, and he, reading those kind of stories. It's, it's probably 
because I, I don't know it's a guy thing. I don't know. We just ah, uh, with swords and things like that. But David, he wasn't as I said before. He wasn't this impressive kind of person. He was as said like he was rugged. He was like in my head he was also kind of like this this weedy kind of little guy. But then. He was the only one out of all of Israel that chose to fight this, you know, nine to ten foot giant named Goliath. He was not afraid because one, he knew that God was with him. He knew that God was with him. He had courage. He had courage. Spiritual pillars have courage. They're courageous. I love that in, in, in Joshua 1, you know, before the Israelites went into the promised land, you know, he spoke to the Israelites, you know, and said, be strong. And courageous, be strong and courageous, and it says it a number of times in that in that passage. Be strong and courageous. Spiritual pillars are strong and courageous. They stand their ground. They're not easily shaken. They're not easily you know shifted from their position. They're strong and courageous because they know what God has called them to do. They know what they know what Celebration Church is is called to be. Be strong and courageous. Next point, spiritual pillars honour their leaders. And this is talking about David's mighty men. In 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 15 to 17, it said, David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So the three mighty warriors broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. Far be it from me, Lord, to do this, he said. It is, not, um, is it not the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives and David would not drink it? Such were the exploits of the three mighty warriors. And I love that, that, you know, that whatever it takes attitude, but they, they honoured David. David was... Seemingly, you know, it could be an insignificant kind of throwaway comment. He said, I'm thirsty. And then his mighty men were like, you're thirsty? Well, let's go and break across the enemy lines and let's go get you a drink of water. Let's go risk our lives to do that. But that's what spiritual pillars do. They hear what, their pa- what the pastors are saying and go, what is it that they're saying? What, I can hear what they're saying. What can I do? to be a blessing? What can I do to support our pastors? What can we do to support our pastors? Spiritual pillars honour. And not only do they honour their leaders, but they honour one another. And they don't just, you know, uh, not just there just for the pastors, but they're also there for the church family as well. And I know that, as I said before at the start, I've, I've been a recipient of that, that where, you know, that um, where people have said, hey, what is it that you need? What is it that you need? And I'm, and I'm so thankful for, for um, friends and family that have, that have sent those messages over the, over the years and even over the last few days and said, hey, is there anything that you need? We're here for you. And I love that. Can we do that for one another? Can we continually do that for one another as we would do for our, our leaders as well? That we'd honour one another. Amen. Uh, This next point, have a heart for God's people. Spiritual pillars have a heart for God's people. And this is, we're talking about the Apostle Paul here. In 2 Samuel, uh, 2 Samuel, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 2 to 5. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. 
I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear consciousness night and day. I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I might be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. I love that. The Apostle Paul speaking to Timothy. And you can sense, you can hear the heart that he has for Timothy. And there are other um, passages of Scripture in the New Testament where the Apostle Paul speaks to individuals and you can sense the heart, the love, the care that he has for those. Spiritual um, pillars have a heart for God's people. They have a heart for others. When was the last time that you, know, that you went out of your way to, to find someone? Whether, you know, if you're um, being a spiritual pillar, as I said before, is not, not determined by age. It's determined by your heart and how you've um, positioned yourself in God. But when was the last time that you found um, that you uh, could see someone that was in need or you could sense in your spirit, I just, I just need to go and talk to them. I need to go and encourage them. I need to go and speak, speak life and, and hope into, the, into their being. I need to be someone that can, you know, have you, are you someone that chooses, that has people on your heart that you sense? You go, I'm going to have my little list and these are my people that I'm going to constantly pray for, that I'm going to constantly send messages to because you, you, you feel like you're a spiritual parent or a spiritual grandparent to them. And as I said, like and, and we, last week we honoured Troy and, and Troy would know what this feels like is that when you're in youth ministry, I remember, you know, you're feeling like a spiritual parent to many, to many youth and uh, like... And even to the point that I used to get called uh, uh, Papa Nat. I think that's what they, they used to call me, Papa Nat. But I felt like a spiritual parent. So that responsibility of like, you know, that, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, take out of my time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice my time. Not out of a way of like, oh, this is, can you see the sacrifice I'm making? No, because I'd rather spend time and speak life into individu- individuals and speak hope into individuals. You know, one of my first connects, and you heard me say this before, one of my first connect leaders, well, two of my first not leaders, two of my con- first two people in my connect were Pastor Joel, so when he was about 14 or something like that, and then Andrew Dodd, who's, who's now um, pastoring at a church out in Orange. And I look at them and I used to, you know, pick them up before school and we used to come out here, not, not physically, pick them up in my car, take, I'd, you know, obviously talk to parents, hey, can I... Um, pick the, the boys up and we're going to spend uh, some time in worship uh, together and, and just encourage and not spend time with them. It wasn't just a sacrifice or something that I wanted to do because I could sense the, the call of God on their lives. And do you do that for others? You don't just need to be in youth ministry to do that. You don't just need to be um, involved in kids ministry to do that. There are adults here that need spiritual parents or spiritual grandparents. So we're all in need of those people that, who would be encouragers, who would be believers of the call of God on each other's lives. Amen. Do you, can you see the call of God on each other? Do you call it out? Paul calling out the call of God in Timothy. In another scripture, it talks about fanning into flame. Timothy, to fan into flame the, the gift of God on your life. Fan that into flame. Have you spoken to someone lately? Go, hey, I can sense that on your life. Keep doing it. Keep doing it because that's, that's the call of God. That's the grace of God on your life. Keep doing it. I mean, you can, you can see it you know, week, 
week in, week out with people, with our creative team leading in worship. You can, uh, you, you can see the call of God because they're in front of you each week doing that. But there are people here that you, you know, do you sense it? Do you see it when you're out in the courtyard after and before, before and after the service? Do you sense it when you're um, out, you know, running a connect? Do you sense it when you're spending one-on-one with, with, with a friend or, or with someone in your connect? Can you sense that call of God on each other's life? And do you fan that into flame? Do you stir it up? Before Pastor Benai took on um, the youth ministry um, after Paul uh, handed it over, I remember Pastor Benar and myself, I think he'd just been in conversations about taking on and we'd be, and me and him would just, we'd go for, we'd, as you do, young adults just driving around, hanging out. But we'd go and we'd, we'd have worship music on and we'd hang out and then we'd just like, um, and we'd just talk about God. We'd talk about what God could do in, 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 in our city, in our youth ministry. And, and a lot of people here are, a recipients of that grace on Pastor Benai's life and seeing what God can do. Call out the gift, call out the call of God on each other. And even if you hear and you think, I don't know what I'm called to do. Earlier on, I, I talked about, you know, sometimes we, you know, about believing God. And sometimes some people here don't believe that, that God has got something special on your life. But God has something special for each of you and for those watching online as well that might be listening um, or watching at another time. But God has something special for you. Or you might be hurt or you might have gone through things which make you, you know, kind of question the call of God on your life. But having people around you that help call, call that out, to, to tease that out, to bring it out, that's why it's so important. Don't isolate yourself. Don't isolate yourself. Don't. Uh, it's, it's so easy to isolate yourself. I, like as, as much as I'm someone who, you know, can talk in front of people or kind of seem a little bit extroverted, I actually love the times of being introverted and, and getting away on my own and just, but sometimes if I go introverted too much or spend too much time away, it's, it, it's not good either. I need community. We all need community. We all need a friend. We all need someone. Firstly, we need Jesus. We need to sit at the feet of Jesus, but we need others who can call that out, who can say, hey, who can say to me, you know, I have people in my world that can go, hey, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. And then me not get offended at it. I might get offended at first, but then I get over it and go, that's right, because you're my friend. You love and care for me. And you're someone that sees the bigger picture. You're someone that sees the call of God on my life. Do you have those people in your world? Are you that to someone? Now, don't go out after this service and start calling people, don't be stupid, don't be idiot. What are you doing? No, no, no. Sense the call of God on their lives and be someone that continues to, to do that. I, like I'm thankful for Kathy because each, each time that I lead worship, she'll come up and as uh, Paul said before, she's like, you know, an awesome hugger, but also an awesome encourager. And she says, she just goes, I love that time of worship. And, that, and to me, and that just encouraged me because sometimes I'll walk off and go, eh, it could have been better, but that's just the perfectionist in me. But I have people in my world that are encouragers and we can be that for one another. Spiritual pillars are that for each other. And this next point, and I'll just get Alicia to come up. 
this next point. We have two more to go. I know I'm speaking a lot and there's a lot of scriptures, but I hope you're kind of getting something out of this morning. For me, it's all about setting this this up for the next couple of weeks for when Pastor James comes here next week. And I know that you're going to be very blessed to hear what Pastor James, we're going to be very blessed to hear what Pastor James has said. And then the week after, we have Pastor Joel um, rounding out uh, this month of, of, um, of uh, celebrating pillars. And we'll have other people, um, some pillars in our house who are going to be uh, doing some of the service leading and, and sharing some things as well over this month. So it's going to be very, um, we're going to be very blessed and we are very blessed with an amazing church family. But this next point, I love this. Spiritual pillars have a heart for the next generation. They have a heart for the next generation. And I said this at the start about, you know, with Paul and then Ben, you know, with youth ministry now, but... I love that we're a generational church and I believe that churches are called to be generational. Now, some people God will call to other churches. Now, I've been, as I said at the start, I've been at this church for all my life. Um, when it was over in Bomadary, it was called the Faith Centre and then we come over here and then I remember having, you know, children's church over at PCYC because we didn't have enough space here. So we had to get dropped off over at PCYC while our parents come over here and do church and then they pick us up and so I've seen a lot of things I've seen a lot of changes I've, I remember playing on this um, slab before the walls and everything were on here I, I remember before we had like the this whole property next door we had we owned the whole property and there was like shipping containers and so me and Pastor Bernard and our friends we'd play hide and seek around the shipping containers and and so I remember all these these different things and I've seen a lot of people come and go I have I've seen a lot of people come and go, and I and there and I'll be many times where where you know we've had people who I thought um, were pillars, when they were pillars at that time, but decided to to leave in a manner that wasn't so great. But I still I still love them and pray that that you know and and some of those people are in different churches now and going strong and that's great. But I've seen many people come and go, I've seen people that have left because they're upset. But the thing that encouraged me is the people that have been sent. People that are left in the right way. People that we've prayed for and, and you know, we've mentioned before Andrew Dodd, who is now at it, you know, um, in Orange. Jen Mitchell back then, Jenny McGee, who's now up at um, Hillsong Church. You know, and there's um, many people that have been sent over the years. But we're a church of a generational. And I had people that believed in me from when I was a, a little kid in children's church, probably even before that when I was in Christ, when they had peop, other people mining us in Christ and children's church, I remember, as I said. So I know lots of stories. We had children's church over in Bombardary. We had a small building. It was like pretty small, but it had a baptism pool under the stage, but we had to go to children's church over at Bombardary Public. So we had to all walk in a line over to Bombardary Public. But I had people believe in me through from kids, so we had a, our leader was Auntie Jennifer, and she would. So we, back in the day, we called the, our leaders Uncle and Auntie. Had people in the church that we call Uncle and Auntie. We should bring that back. Yeah, I, I do that. I do that. I do that with. I do that with my girls. You know, with um, with with Pastor Benoit, you know, Uncle Benoit. So they, you know, they they call him Uncle Benoit. Um, but that that kind of honour and, and 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 respect, and um. I had people believe in me, Paul and Michelle, through the, through the youth years, Pastor James, um, you know, um, through those years as well. 
that would believe in me, that saw the call of God, they believed in the next generation. Do you believe in the next generation? In one, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, for this reason I reminded you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in us, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Once again, Paul believing in Timothy, who is the next generation. And the last point this morning, kind of similar to, to that point, but spiritual pillars are supporters of the next generation. They're like the, 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 the cheerleaders. But in that, those spiritual pillars don't go, well, that's it, my time is finished. I'm just going to hand it all over to the next generation. No. Can I encourage those of you here that God is not finished with you yet and that we're called to do all that God has called us to do till the day that he takes us home, to the day that he takes us home because you can do that and live out all that God has for you and still be the supporter of the next generation. Be supporters of the next generation. Be those biggest, those biggest cheerleaders. Just like I was saying at the start that, that my, my grandmother, of course she should be my biggest cheerleader. She's my grandma. She loves me. She wants the best for me. She wants the best for, for her great-grandchildren. She wants to see them grow up in God. And she supports us, and that's how we are called to be as spiritual parents, as spiritual grandparents. And some probably here feel like being spiritual great-grandparents. But supporting the next generation, supporting those around you. And the next generation, it could be those who are, you know, those of you who are in the generation below you. Or it could be someone, uh, you know, who's just given their heart to Jesus. You know, that I believe that there will be people in this, in this next season that, who will give their heart to Jesus and they might be in their 80s and that God would bring a plan and a purpose, speak plan and purpose into their life and they would have a, they would have a, a dream from God of this is what I want to do for God before, before, before he takes me home. That we'd be supporters of them that we'd be supporters of, of the children that would come in and be a part of our kids' ministry, our awesome kids' ministry. I love our kids' ministry. I love our kids' team. They, they, you know, they're speaking, just like I had people in my life, our kids' team, they're, they're speaking into, into my children's life, into their friends, into, into those kids that are being a part of it. You know, and one day, they're going to speak into, the, into, into the, um, the, the, the babies who are not in the kids' ministry yet, but they're going to speak into their, their lives. And one, for those of you here who, who in, in the years coming will have children, those, those kids' team will speak into your kids' lives. And, and so it's a generational thing. They're going to support one another. That's what spiritual pillars do, amen? So what I'm going to do now, I'm just going to invite the, the band up, and we're going to, we're going to sing... And we might just, uh, we're going to sing that new song again. We might just sing it from the start. We'll sing it a little bit first. And then, we're gonna, then I'm going to um, pray for those here who don't yet know Jesus, but want to know Jesus. And so in this moment, why don't we all stand? In this moment, why don't we just open up our hearts and just worship in this moment?
And if you're here, someone who is a spiritual pillar or would like to be a spiritual pillar and, and any of that spoke to you this morning, just allow God to just to do, do a work within you, to do a work within you. So let's close our eyes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Lord, we just open up our hearts in this moment. We open up our hearts in this moment, Lord Jesus. Come and have your way. We need a fresh wind. We need a fresh touch from you this morning. In this moment now, I'm just going to open this up. So if you're here this morning and you haven't given your heart to Jesus, this is a moment for you. Or if you're someone that thinks, I've kind of walked away a little bit. I want to come back to Jesus. Where you are right now, if you just want to, to, to raise your hand where you are, if you're saying, yes, that's me, I want, to, I want to give my heart to Jesus for the very first time or I want to return back to Jesus, I want to give, I want to be someone that is a pillar in the house of God. Just put your hand up where you are so I can see that. Thank you. We'll just give it a couple more moments. If that's you this morning, you think, I've never done that before. Thank you, see that hand. Thank you. I've never given my heart to Jesus. I want to give everything I am. Or, man, I don't know. I've just felt like I've kind of just walked away a little bit. There's been things in my life that have just been too tough to handle. And, but let me tell you this. Jesus is our hope. He's our salvation. And though things may seem dark and, and hard and you, you can't see your way through, through that storm or through that valley, I know that my God will take you through it. So if that's you, just one more time, if that's you, just put your hand up where you are. Thank you. Thank you. We're just going to pray together so you can just repeat after me. So dear Jesus, I thank you for giving your life for me. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. And this morning, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you everything. Holy Spirit, lead me. Guide me to be more like Jesus. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 If that's you this morning, um, we have a team of people that would love to to speak to you. Or if there's someone next to you that you know uh, that you'd like to be able to say, hey, that was me this morning. Um, We can pray with you or they can encourage you. If you haven't got a Bible, they can give you a a Bible, a new new Christian's pack, and we'd love to to give that to you. And if you're online and and if you've given your heart to Jesus, uh, you know, in that moment or come back to Jesus, we just encourage you just to to write a message on on the live stream now or just to to contact our church um, at uh, celebrationchurch.com.au. And then so that we we can know and that we can celebrate with you and we can pray with you, we can connect with you, we can 
and whether it's coming to this church or um, if you're somewhere else in a uh, different part of this country or overseas that we'd love to help connect you in to a local church family uh, wherever you are and if you're here I'm going to um, finish this off and, and pray and, re- and release this in a moment but if you're here and you need some prayer you need someone to, uh, to stand with you in prayer I just invite you to, to um, when we finish this service, to come down the front. We'd love to pray with you. Just to, and the, the team are going to continue to worship for um, for a few moments, and we'd love to pray with you. You know, even if that's someone here that you think, yeah, I want to be a, a spiritual pillar in the house of God. I want to be someone that that is that you know that has all the characteristics that we're talking about. And let me tell you this: I'm, I'm sure that there are a lot more characteristics there. Uh, I didn't want to make this a five-hour um, session of, of speaking of all the characteristics um, of, of a spiritual pillar. And I know that there are more. But if that's you and you'd love someone to pray with you, and or if you're someone here and you consider yourself, um, you know, that your spiritual pillar, and you guys know who you are, they've been here for many years. Uh, feel free to come and help um, uh, pray and minister to people uh, down the front, also. But if you just need prayer, or if you need, you know, you need healing, you need provision, you need, whatever it is, rela- uh, restoration of relationships, whatever that may be, please come down the front, even if it's just standing here. There's something powerful happens when we just stand, kneel or sit in the atmosphere of heaven. In the atmosphere of heaven, things just totally transform. And we just want to give that moment to you. So we just encourage you if you're here that, or if, you, if you're not going to stay in, just to, to, to invite you to, to, to make your way out to the, the cafe. As was mentioned at the start, if you're a new person, um, we, we'd love to, to, to get to know you and you, and you um, are able to get a free coffee um, as well. And we'd love to be able to invite you just to get to know you. So yeah, if you're not going to stay in here, we just invite you to, to go out. So the good people that are going to be in here just to have some ministry, have that moment as, as well. Is that okay? Cool. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, you can, you can, you can say yes. Don't be, don't be scared. <laughs> so why don't we just close our eyes? We're just going to release this and and um, pray a blessing in Jesus' name. So, dear Jesus, I just thank you for each and every person here. Lord, I thank you for the unique calling upon each and every one that are here and for those who are watching online or listening. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would pour out your blessing. Lord, just as we're singing that the fragrance of heaven would rest upon them, that the atmosphere of heaven would rest upon them and not just stay here in this moment, but Lord, that would go with them throughout this week. And Lord, that whenever they spend time with you, they can feel the atmosphere of heaven. They can sense you on their lives. So Lord, we just pray that your blessing would rest upon them. Lord, we pray for blessing on people's lives that need provision, Lord. We pray for provision for those that need healing, Lord. God, we pray for healing. We thank you that you're a God who heals. For those that need restoration and relationships, Lord, we pray for restoration. Lord, we pray for those that we're believing for, for salvations. Lord, may those people that we're praying for and believing for will come to know you and do what only you can do, Lord. Do what only you can do. In Jesus' mighty, powerful name, and everybody said, Amen. So we just release you in Jesus' name. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.